Hello everyone and thank you for joining us for the next episode of Founders Create by Madeira.ai. Today we have Michael Proman from Scrum.vc. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Congratulations on the successful project executions at Scrum. How's the journey so far? Yeah, so you know, Scrum. We're a, a small venture capital firm in in the Bay Area. Um, we invest, uh, I would say, in tech agnostic. Um, we've made close to seventy portfolio investments, and it really runs the gamut throughout the industries. Um, but what I'm pretty uh, um, intensely working on right now is a program called Sports Tech Tokyo, in which we've brought together uh, 159 best in class sports tech companies from around the world. Uh, helping them take advantage of opportunities in uh, Asia in general and in Japan in particular, uh, and in the process of doing so, just bringing this community closer together. So, as far as the program is concerned, you know, eight months ago, um, this was somewhat of a, a uh, vision, and today it's much more of a reality. We still have a long ways to go, but it's a, a pretty um, a good start, I would say, uh, to date. Wow, that means you're a huge sports fan, are you not? So, is that the reason for the success of Scrum so far, being focused towards sports-based startups? Well, I think that the secret sauce around Scrum uh, is really more around um, our LP structure, right? And, and those being large Japanese companies in many cases, um, and, and really just solid investment professionals, people who are thoughtful about businesses, areas of, of interest, emerging technology, um, we're able to um, go very deep in various categories. And it's not because we have um, a, a ton of resources, uh, it's just because the way in which we're structured, right? We have the investment arm on one side, we have a studio division on the other, we get to know companies at the deepest levels um, from founders and CEOs, uh, and that's really helped our investment strategy uh, tremendously. Um, it, it's also supported our partners both in Japan and around the world. And for our purposes, as we continue to grow, we know Studio will be a, a large component of that growth strategy. Okay. So how do you uh, define co-create? You know, how can startups innovate together with corporations yet keep mm -hmm. their identity separate? Or do we have the concept all wrong? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's been a lot of uh, accelerators, right, that have popped up here just in the last few years. Um, I think corporate accelerators are, are now um, outpacing uh, general accelerators in many cases. And I think there's, there's just a need within the corporate level to find best-in-class companies. Um, the, the challenge is they don't necessarily have the expertise or the resources to do so, and we've kind of positioned ourselves um, as a good kind of in-between, right? We understand early stage, we understand emerging tech just based on who it is, what we do. Um, and then at the same time, um, we've, we have a very strong relationship with a number of corporates. Um, some of that is driven by uh, the structure of our funds and the LPs in those funds. And then some are just, you know, I would say what I would classify as friends and family. When you start supporting um, companies um, and, and results are very positive, more people um, are interested to understand uh, what the secret sauce looks like. So um, that's a big portion of the, the success is how do we bridge that gap? How do we connect um, companies from around the world and help corporates identify um, and solve for problems in the business? 
um, opportunities that, that are certainly um, uh, in the trajectory as well. So um, I, I think we've, we've kind of carved out a nice little niche um, with the, the Scrum Studio platform. Um, and I think corporates uh, really understand the value we provide. So what does Scrum Venture Studio look for in a startup? You know, what are the key attributes? Yeah, well, on our studio side, what's, what's really unique about the programs that we run is that we don't take equity in the companies that we work with, right? So in Sports Tech Tokyo, for example, we have 159 companies in this cohort, none of which um, are cutting us uh, in on, on their uh, uh, cap table, I would say. Um, you know, the, the relationships that we forge with these companies are really more um, in, in, in lockstep and in, in really in the spirit of, of helping them from a top line and helping them grow broadly defined. Um, I know that seems a little uh, non-traditional, but when we can enter relationships in which um, quite candidly, um, there's no downside for a company to want to be involved um, and we can really showcase our DNA, our value prop, which is being the ultimate connectors and facilitators um, that goes a long ways when, when these companies are looking to raise capital. Um, we some, you know, capital is a commoditized business these days, and we're able to um, really differentiate uh, ourselves in this process because of the value that we've been able to provide uh, in, in certain capacities. Okay. Uh, your website mentions that you have partnered up with uh, Panasonic. You know, tell us a bit more about this joint venture and what domains are you specifically focusing on this? Yeah, so, so Panasonic was one of our first uh, studio partners um, in, through the BEDGE program. Um, so we help uh, co-develop uh, new emerging technologies and applications with them. Um, from there, we've, we've worked with uh, folks like Nintendo um, in, in a gaming capacity and now uh, with Dentsu um, in, in, in sports tech. Um, there, there are numerous other um, verticals, as you can imagine, right? Things like retail, fintech, uh, insurtech, etc., uh, in which I anticipate uh, uh, programs coming to to uh, fruition uh, very soon. Um, there's no shortages of opportunities for us to work with corporate entities, whether they be in Japan or elsewhere, um, because we know that, that ultimately it's it's really a reflection of who we are at Scrum, right? We're, we're tech agnostic. Um, we've made investments across multiple uh, spaces. Uh, and so for us to then to run dedicated programs in those verticals is just a natural extension of our DNA. Okay. So uh, when it, you, you mentioned FinTech, so since FinTech is very close to my heart, so what's your take on FinTech, big data analytics and automated bookkeeping, you know? What does the future yeah. focus on that? It, you know, I think those are all really exciting spaces. Um, in, in general, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be, and there already is quite a bit of disruption. Um, we see that uh, as prime opportunities um, to support uh, corporate partners. Um, and, and I think one of the other kind of key attributes of any of the programs we run are, you know, looking at this from a stage agnostic perspective, right? So a lot of companies that participate in the studio platform, whether they be FinTech or Big Data or any of these other verticals that you just mentioned, these aren't necessarily pre-revenue or even kind of very early pre-seed companies. In some cases, like Sports Tech Tokyo, we have companies that are in their B or even C rounds. 
Um, and I think that what's really um, nice about what it, the approach that we've taken is that the diversity of these cohorts that we've created create really good lines of communication um, between companies, right? It's not just startup to corporate, sometimes it's startup to startup. Um, creating deeper connections doesn't, you know, just mean um, external, you know, corporate um, partnerships. Um, in many cases, these are opportunities to bring the industry closer together, um, to provide value, to alleviate um, fragmentation and some of the other problems that, that kind of stymie growth. So uh, in many respects, we want to create programs that are, are kind of create more of a unification model um, than anything else. Okay. So Bitcoin touched $13,000 again today. Do you think the mm -hmm. cryptocurrency is upon us or is it just the beginning? You know, and what would you yeah. say? Yeah, I, you know, it, it's a good question. Question. I, I'm not an expert in, in crypto and, and I'm not going to profess to be, uh, I'm not going to make any uh, comments on, on where crypto is going. Uh, uh, I get you that. know, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it's an interesting space. And I, I think I'll just take a, a back seat on this so, one and, and follow okay. along. So, so we'll put you back on the front seat and, you know, what advice would you give to startups who are looking to raise capital? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's an exciting time, right? I mean, there's, there's never been as much um, access to capital as there are, is today. But I think one of the challenges is, is understanding who do you take capital from, right? Uh, you know, capital is quite commoditized. Um, I think what, what we try to pride ourselves and from a reputation perspective is um, we're, we're very operationally focused, right? We're going to roll up our sleeves um, I would advise a lot of startups. I used to be a, a you know, a, in a management team of, of multiple startups. And, you know, it was always, where can I get the, the greatest support, um, broadly defined, right? Where I can call up my investors and not just from a biz dev, can you introduce me here or there, but where can I strategize? Where can I understand a space better in some cases than the people I work with? So, you know, not to stand on a soapbox here by any means, but, I think it's critical that you know startups when they're looking for capital um, really understand the value, and I, I genuinely mean this that uh, an investor has. Um, if it's purely a check, you know, maybe in certain situations that works, but the reality is uh, you want to invest uh, in in people, and you want investors, quite honestly. Um, that they can, you know, in some cases, uh, supplement your resources and, and your existing bandwidth um, so that you don't have to be in a perpetual raised mode um, that you really can, can build on uh, various uh, um, uh, capitalization. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. So, uh, so since you've been working in Japan and uh, U.S. and in U.S. Uh, in Bay Area and Minnesota, so what do you think, how vital are VC firms for the entrepreneurial ecosystem? And do you think the dynamics differ geographically, even in the States? Yeah, I, I mean, it, we, I, I, I kind of caveat the fact that we work in Japan. We, we do, there's no question about it. In fact, we have a, a really solid team on the ground there. Um, a lot of our partners on the corporate side are, are based in Tokyo or, or other portions of, of Japan. Um, I think our focus is really more global and in particular North America, as far as scouting 
um, and connecting with best-in-class startups. Um, you know, it's about helping them um, understand the market opportunity, but more importantly, helping them extend and amplify their network on a global level. So there are a lot of startups that we work with in some cases where, you know, yes, we can help them grow their business domestically or in a particular market, um, but we can also help them, uh, in essence, create a gateway to markets like Japan. Um, and, and other portions of Asia that are extremely difficult to penetrate or optimize revenue in. Um, it's a very relationship-centric region, as you know. Um, and so in many respects, the value that we're providing a lot of these companies is access to a pretty compelling and high-profile network um, that can uh, certainly uh, help as, as far as uh, global growth. Okay. Um, so, in you mentioned for the sports tech uh, Tokyo, you had more than like 150 startups finalized. So, how many applications you got in from how many different countries? Yeah, it's a great point. Um, so, we literally eight months ago, we kind of, as I said, this was a vision and uh, very little to no brand equity at that point with Sports Tech Tokyo. Um, in a very short amount of time, we've been able to really take this message, um, this kind of community-based um, uh, cohort message, uh, one that isn't necessarily your traditional accelerator, and that's resonated well. Um, and in fact, when we look back at applications, we had hundreds of applications, uh, 33 countries, in fact, if you can believe that. Um, we accepted 159, as, as you referenced, um, and that's representative of, of 23 countries. So, you know, what we're running here is, is a program that is quite analogous um, to things like Rugby World Cup and the Olympics, two high-profile events that are coming to Japan, where you have best-in-class athletes coming from around the world um, and descending and adding, you know, and, and competing in a particular market. Um, even though Sports Tech Tokyo is not a competition in that we're going to have a quote-unquote winner, that's not the case, um, what it really represents in, in again, going back to this kind of analogy, uh, is, is, is helping companies deploy value in a particular region um, and, and utilizing, um, you know, upcoming content and, and, and kind of the excitement and fan avidity um, to really uh, propel that, that growth and excitement. Wow. So 23 countries. So which brings me to my next question. In your experience, how different do you think is the entrepreneurial DNA across different geographies, or do you think it falls on a uniform spectrum globally? I think there's just a general enthusiasm right now for entrepreneurship, and I think that's really uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, you know, as as both a venture capitalist, as a, a kind of a, an entrepreneur myself, seeing that manifest itself around the world is is fascinating. Um, so I, I think that's, that's great. Um, there's certainly a lot of, you know, ways to improve that. Um, I think access to capital, um, is, is probably at the top of the list. Um, certain startups, certain geographic regions, um, you know, have better access. And I think that's something we need to solve for, um, from the venture community, right? We need to make sure that companies that are coming from, uh, what I would classify as somewhat underserved regions have the right path to capital. Um, and, and, you know, I think it starts with uh, leading by example. And so I look at programs like Sports Tech Tokyo, 
that have been able to find companies around the world and give them opportunity um, that they genuinely probably wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, this isn't necessarily just an altruistic vision. This is about you know finding compelling best-in-class companies too. So you know the point being here is um, I, it's an exciting time, but it's also uh, a good opportunity for us to kind of take stock and unpack a little bit and really recognize that we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. So will you be running uh, Sports Tech Tokyo next week, uh, next year as well? And if you do, what advice would you give to someone who wants to apply? Yeah, well, you know, I think the, the, the short of it is, yes, uh, it's an exciting time, right? I, you know, everybody is you know, saying the words 2020 and, and Japan and Tokyo, and uh, those are, there's a lot of buzz, right, in the market right now. So, um, you know, the details of, of what we're doing next year will be announced shortly. It's, it's, uh, there's some very, very large and exciting components that we're working on already. Um, but to be quite candid, we're, we're in the midst of, of this year's program. We have some ex outstanding companies. Uh, in fact, our finalist companies, uh, our 12 finalists are representative of 12, or I'm sorry, seven countries around the world. And so wow. we're working pretty closely with them right now and in, in helping them forge relationships with a number of Japanese organizations and uh, teams, leagues, properties, and, and corporations. Um, and this will all culminate uh, August 20th uh, in San Francisco at or World Demo Day at Oracle Park. So uh, to answer your point, um, the future is bright, um, but we're also, uh, I guess, uh, multitasking, you could say, um, by way of helping our existing cohort um, kind of take things to a next level um, before getting too out in front of ourselves. Wow. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much for taking the time out and joining us for uh, our episode. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.